Welcome to Ag State of Mind, a podcast that examines the stresses affecting producers of agriculture and how to alleviate these stresses and improve farmers' lives. In this podcast, we discuss openly the mental health crisis that is occurring in the agricultural community and what we can do to help turn it around. Now here's your host, Jason Meadows. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Ag State of Mind podcast, a proud member of the Global Ag Network. I am your host, Jason Meadows. Today, we are actually going to do a rebroadcast of one of my favorite episodes, and it's an episode I recorded while on vacation with my wife, Carrie. Um, This was... Back in 2020, in the September of 2020, I believe, uh, we were in Montana outside of Yellowstone at a cabin, and we decided to record a podcast together, and it was one of the most well-received and one of the funnest podcasts I have had the pleasure of recording. Uh, It's been a crazy few weeks here, Um, holidays, cattle, speaking events, travel, I haven't had the chance to really sit down and record podcasts, so I appreciate your patience, I appreciate your support, all the things, Um, and as soon as the new year rolls back around, we are going to be back on schedule with more regularly scheduled podcast interviews. I've got a whole slew of people lined up for January, and to be honest with you, I had to kind of take a break for my own mental health. Uh, I was getting busy, I was getting stressed, um, and what was the easiest thing for me to cut out for a bit? It was the podcast. It was recording that. So um, I've been able to kind of fill in here and there with some old interviews. Um, so I appreciate that and look forward to more as soon as the new year comes back. All right, guys, here we go with my first podcast with my wife, Carrie. All right, Carrie Meadows, my lovely wife. Thanks for coming on the podcast with me today. How are you? Good. Good. It's This is uh, this is a little bit different. We're recording both of us on the same mic, so we'll see how this goes. So we are in the middle of nowhere, Montana, and we are without children. We've been without children for almost two weeks now. What's that like? To the moms out there that might think about one day taking a vacation without their kids. Um, I definitely recommend doing this. We've had such a good time. Lots of planning and prep going into it. Um, our moms are with the kids. It's a call and FaceTime with them. But we've had a good time just being the two of us, remembering... Why we fell in love in the first place, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> You know, and it's important, I think. I think a lot of times, a lot of a marriage's identity is wrapped up around the children. And I mean, that's a super important part of it. But it's also, we also have to remind ourselves that who the person we fell in love with and who the person that we we want to spend the rest of our lives with. Because let's face it, the children, the kids aren't going to be in the house forever. So, I mean, it's important that we make that a priority is to pay attention to our, our, our relationship. Yeah, hundred percent. So not only that we, um, remember the person that we fell in love with, but we are always kind of evolving ourselves and, you know, having, or maybe creating new hobbies or, um, things we like to do. And so it's a chance to reconnect and 
you know, kind of explore those hobbies together. We talked about this on the trip, how um, out here in the West, our passions kind of collide. I enjoy the outdoors, nature, hiking, all the things, and you enjoy the Western lifestyle, um, cattle, all the things like that. And so out here, we kind of get both of those things together, and we've enjoyed doing um, things that we both love, even though they're different. Right, yeah. And I think that's that, I think it's the first time we really realized why we enjoy the West so much is because, like you said, our passions kind of collide out here. So I want to talk to you about, obviously, everybody's kind of heard of you through me and heard about your story through me and little anecdotes. But, you know, I want to talk about, you know, how you, how you grew up, you know, you grew up in the country, but not around agriculture. And then you were kind of threw into this life when you and I started dating and eventually married and had started a family together. So what's it been like that journey for, for you coming outside of ag into such an ag heavy family? Yeah, so it's definitely a culture shock for me, even though I lived um, in the country and my mom even had goats at one point, but they were never like my responsibility. They were never something that I really even paid attention to. Um, And then when we started dating, um, I feel like one of my very first memories is um, us being on the four-wheeler and I had some ballet slides on with flowers on them (laughs) and cow poop splashed on them and I was like oh my gosh and you just took them off and wiped it on your pants and I thought (laughs) oh my gosh like that was totally outside of my how I was at that point I guess and then fast forward to um, a little bit later when you started having me help work cows That was very interesting to me. A lot of disagreements came out of that. I think now we've kind of settled into um, a better way for both of us. Um, I help when you need me and um, kind of leave you to your thing with the boys whenever that's a possibility. Yeah, I, I'm glad you shared that about the time with the with the four-wheeler and the slides or the flats, whatever they were, whatever kind of non-farm shoes they were. Um, I, I'm glad you said that because I was actually going to ask you to tell that story because it's one of my favorite ones because it's really like kind of summed up the your transition into this life, just, just kind of thrown into it. And, you know, I think you have handled it well. I remember when Oh, I don't remember the vet. Casey was out doing something at the house. I don't remember if he was helping with a ca- pull a calf or when the time he did the C-section on the cow. But he's like, oh, she was, oh, it's when he pulled that back, helped us pull that backwards calf over there at the Jake's Prairie Farm. And you left and it was just me and him there. And he said, oh, she was, you know, she's, she's really interested in this stuff. She was, she was raised around this, right? And he, and I told her and told him no, you know? So, I mean, you have adapted very well to, to this lifestyle. And I think that you should be commended for it because it's not easy to adapt to. Well, I also think that with, um, Casey and the, you know, the vet and things like that, I do have a medical background. So that kind of stuff is interesting to me. And I mean, it's obviously completely different procedures for people and animals, but I do have that medical background. So whenever something, the vet comes out and we have something 
medically to do, then that's always interesting to me. Yeah. And I think that's probably why, well, that's one of the, I think a lot of things in relationships, the strongest relationships you find common ground or you have common interests and stuff. And for you and I, to begin with, it was both of our medical background. Yeah. Both of our involvement in, in the medical field. And you and I had both graduated from college at the same time. You graduated from nursing school. I graduated from pharmacy school. And being kind of new to the workplace was something we were both kind of navigating together and increased responsibilities of our new degrees. And, you know, so, I mean, that was, that was really important to the first part of our relationship. Now we've obviously evolved and our hobbies have evolved and things that we do and we've found our hobbies, interests. yeah, our interests together. But, and I think that was really important and for us really getting to know each other. And you, you mentioned something I'm glad you did about how our lives have changed and my life in particular has changed since you've been around. You know, you've kind of made me see, and I've talked about this a lot in previous episodes where we talk about how you have changed my perspective around what's important and what's not um, around the farm and around cattle and just around life in general. And I'm, I'm very thankful for that um, new perception. Yeah, so I think that just comes from having different personalities and having different backgrounds. And, you know, some things that are maybe my strong suit aren't necessarily yours and things that are you're really good at, I'm not necessarily. And so when we come together on those things, we can, um, you know, be better together as a team. Yeah, I think we've made a very good team. And you have challenged me in a lot of ways. And you've made me want to be a better person. I, I don't think that this podcast would exist if it wasn't for you um, pushing me and believing in me and being my number one supporter. Even though you don't even listen to a lot of the podcast, just because you don't. <laughs> we were. I was talking last week's guest was uh, you know, Jared McDaniel. Jared is a huge influence on me, and I'm very thankful for the time. But him and I were actually. I meant to talk to him about this because I heard him on another podcast one time talk about how his wife Julie doesn't listen to his podcast, and you know I found a lot of comfort in that. And then him and I were direct messaging together, and after the podcast came out, and you know I told him I wanted to talk to him about that and how I felt comfortable in that. And he said, you know, you guys talking about Julie and you, our wives, you support us in a different way than nobody else can and that you allow us to take the time to record these podcasts and explore this passion. And that's probably the best support that we could ever ask for. for Not probably, it definitely is the best support we could ever ask from you ladies. Yeah. So Going back to you were talking about um, having a different perspective. I think that when you grow up in a certain area or, you know, with a certain set of beliefs or just a culture really around something that it's hard to see something differently. But when I came into the farm and I hadn't grown up doing those things, I see things and I'm like, oh, well, like maybe this would be a little bit more efficient to do it this way. Or what if we did it like this? And sometimes those things are completely incorrect. And sometimes it's a new perspective and we've changed some things and it's been better. As far as the support for the podcast, yeah, I 
listened to a few podcasts. Um, to make sure I wasn't saying anything stupid, probably. <laughs> no, I mean, I listened to other people's podcasts. Oh, no, my, right. You don't listen to mine. I forgot. <laughs> but I have listened to some of yours, but I don't listen to all of them. And we've talked about this before. I support you 100% in this, and I think that you are very helpful to your community, and I obviously want you to succeed and to be able to put out the content that you do, but I don't know that I'm your target audience in that we talk about these things, and I guess I... I mean, for the most part, I think you are a lot of the inspiration behind the content, and, and I just I think I just realized that, and, you know, that's... I don't have to have you listen to every single podcast because, you know, it's not like you hang over my head at work every day and watch me count pills or you don't come with me every second I feed cows or haul cattle. I mean, unless you want to. And, and you and I think it's really I think that's a really important thing for people to understand is there are varying levels of support between a husband and a wife, and it doesn't always look the same for everyone. Yeah, definitely. And I think that we can also have different interests and that's, and that's perfectly fine. You and Mm -hmm. I don't have to love everything the same. I, besides each other, (laughs) I support you and your interests and you support me and my interests. And sometimes the two of us have similar interests that we, you know, like this trip, you know, we get to do things together and sometimes that that means that I support you in doing the things that are interesting to you and, and you do the same for me. Yeah. So what's it like being married to me? Is that a loaded question? Yeah, it is. Do we have enough time for that? Probably not. Um, being married to you is like every time we go on a road trip, you make a wrong turn. (laughs) (laughs) And that is a hundred percent correct. Is that the only thing you have to say? (laughs) It's the thing on my mind the most because we're on a road trip. <laughs> or like Dumb and Dumber. Like if Carrie were to fall asleep, we'd, we're coming home from, or going out to, to the mountains and we'd end up in Nebraska and oh start talking gosh. about John Denver. <laughs> anyway, what's it like being married to you? Yeah, so I think that you give me a lot of support and um, encouragement in the things that I want to do. We, like we've talked about before, have different interests. And sometimes I think that might seem weird to, like, not have the same interests as your spouse. But um, you've always been really encouraging to me to um, pursue the things that I want to do. And in return, like, I have also, I think that's helped me be supportive of you in the things that that you want to do. Yeah. I mean, we've, I think we've definitely challenged one another's paradigms to, to an extent, probably you challenging mine way more. And we talk about that a lot. Um, you, one of the most valuable things to come out of our marriage, I mean, not the most, but one of the most is the re you asking why you asking me why I do things a certain way. And my friend Clay Connery talks about that on his podcast in regards to a cattle or ranch operation, asking why is one of the most valuable questions we can ask because then we can like so many times we do things because dad or grandpa did them or people we know or what are the neighbors going to think if we change this but if we can really cut all the fat take all the fluff away we can really ask ourselves why are we actually doing this and it can make us do things that make more sense 
Yeah, that's true for every aspect of your life. Asking why, like, why am I doing this? And um, whether it's, you know, losing weight or feeding cattle a certain way or asking why is important in all aspects of your life because it helps you have a purpose behind what you're doing. It helps you see your purpose. And when you know what your purpose and your why is, then that helps you to be more productive and better um, and more motivated to do the thing that you're doing. It's kind of like Jen Hatmaker says, you always kind of put put this to me because I know you follow Jen Hatmaker a lot. And she says, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. And I think that's a, that's a, I mean, that's a very simple, but effective way to live your life with purpose. Yeah, I agree. So we talked about, we've talked about our interests and I think everybody's pretty familiar with mine. We share the interest of running, but, and then we, we, we share the interest of rural life, not necessarily, you're not as passionate about cattle and agriculture as I am, and that's okay. But let's talk about you. Let's talk about, I mean, you're a nurse, obviously we've talked about that, but your interests have evolved. So talk to me and talk to everybody about your, your life as a personal trainer and then you maybe wanting to go into life coaching and then you've taken up yoga instruction. Tell us about that because I, I don't think that was something that was, was, was on your mind when we first started dating. Yeah. So I love basically all things health and fitness, I guess. So I started in nursing mostly Um, with the idea that I wanted to help people and so I started there and I've enjoyed that and then as I became a mom and I kind of took not really a break from it but I don't go to work full-time as a nurse um, I started getting into more fitness and that was not really something that I ever did growing up or even as a young adult and then I decided I wanted to get my personal training license with the idea that I wanted to kind of do some coaching. Um, I did get my personal training license probably four years ago. and um, I think it's longer than that, but it doesn't matter. It's been really good for me. It's helped me a ton. I have recertified and got my fitness nutrition specialty and my behavior change specialty. And then from there, I got my yoga teacher training, went through that program as well. So yeah, I just have a passion for health and taking care of ourselves and um, loving ourselves as we are with the ability to also want to improve or, you know, become healthier. So we, we asked what it was like to be married to me, and I'm going to tell share a little bit of what it's like to be married to a nurse who is also a personal trainer. It's not always fun, guys. She, Carrie, so we're just coming up. We're on this vacation. We're in Montana, and we, were, we actually just drove up last night from Grand Teton National Park, and we hiked this hike. It was called Delta to Delta Lake. Delta Lake is that what it was called? Delta Lake. Delta Lake in the Grand. And it was just sitting under Grand Teton. And Carrie, what we met up with these kids that I mean, I call them kids. They were in their middle twenties, probably. I mean, not that much younger than us. I mean, not much younger than me. Yeah. Uh-huh. But Carrie just hiked right along with them, and I was back there, like, 
like a renin mule, just <laughs> sweating and huffing and puffing. And like, she start, these kids start climbing up. I mean, you guys got to see, we're going to post these pictures or we may have posted them on social media already. So go back through either Carrie or my Instagram and find these. Um, we just, I mean, basically, and I don't think the pictures did it justice. We oh, went, we went, I mean, straight up. I, I felt like, I mean, I feel like it was, it was definitely well, we greater. we first went through about six switchbacks. Six switchbacks of like, like, so about two miles. And we had gained at that, at this point, we gained about 1500 feet, right? I can't remember how much we had gained by that point. More, but, maybe. Um, yeah, I think we gained quite a bit on the switchbacks. And then from the switchbacks, we went to a, an unmarked trail that's not maintained by the park and kind of went through some boulder fields and kind of skirted along the edge of a cliff on some loose dirt, really, and then scrambled up another loose dirt hill, climbed some more rocks, jumped over a few rocks. <laughs> See what I mean? This is super annoying. Like, I mean, who wants to do this stuff for fun? Like, so I mean, when I, I, these, are, these aren't the typical things that somebody would think of for a, for a husband and wife getaway, but this is what, it, like, again, this is what it's like being married to you. So Carrie's climbing up, and she's just right along with these 20-year-olds with these 20 year or whatever they were. I mean, I think they were fresh out of college, right? Yeah. So young, probably lower 20s. And she's climbing up the mountain, and then she looks back, and I'm sitting down on a rock just huffing <laughs> and puffing and sweating, and, and like I felt like I was going to throw up like it was so and not to mention I mean we live at a thousand foot elevation and we were at about 9,500 so I mean it was altitude sickness was probably playing a little bit of a part in that but also so I'm just all this being said being married to you it's always fun and I always love it (laughs) but it's not always comfortable Uh but I think we grow when we um, you know, humans, I've heard Joe Rogan talk about this on his podcast a lot, where we have this, humans have this, like, almost insatiable trend to always be comfortable. We always want to be comfortable. And great things don't happen when, when you're in your comfort zone. Yeah, exactly. You don't grow in your comfort zone. So, yeah, that was, we actually, that was the last of our three hikes so we had gone on Thank our the Lord. <laughs> first nine mile hike the first first full day that we were in Estes Park mm-hmm. we went on a nine mile hike which was probably it was a little much after we had ran three miles that yeah. morning which was your idea, that was my idea by which the was way stupid. like see what I mean like you like made me do stupid <laughs> things like I'm not always, like uh, that was that's totally an unreasonable thing to do and I I, I blame you for it frankly <laughs> And then we went on a two, no, a four, what, four and a half was, mile hike? It was about five. It was almost five. But like. Oh, yeah, you're right. But it was straight down a and mountain straight and straight up. back up. That was tough, too. But it was shorter, so it wasn't, it wasn't as, as bad. bad. And then the next day, like, but then, like, I think that was what made it hard on me is because we'd worked so hard that mor- that day before and then came, turned right back around and did it the next morning on, on the Delta Lake one. So, I mean. But anyway. Yeah, so we had done two hikes in a row. Yeah, and so I mean, that was that was a rough twenty-four hours. I feel like, but we did it, and yes. I would never have done that if I wasn't married to you, like. And so I'm, you know, I'm really I'm really thankful for that because you and I have pushed one another outside of our comfort zones, and we we are better for it, and I'm thankful for that. Yeah, definitely. We definitely have explored different things 
because we each have different interests and has helped us kind of grow. As a matter of fact, I wasn't really into fitness in the beginning. I had never played sports or done any of Which those I things. I, that was my that, that was my world for that you did all of life. those yeah. things, and you always worked out, and I never worked out, and that kind of made me feel like, oh, like I want to try this out, and so now here I am. 12 12 years years later later. and I have my personal training license Um, we've run a half marathon together we're training for another one Mm -hmm. I have my yoga license so you know we have definitely challenged each other and helped each other find even things that we um, love now that maybe we didn't know that we did before yeah no I, I totally agree so let's let's go back real quick we're gonna I promise I'm gonna make this short and we're, I want to talk about what are your plans? What is ideal, your, your practice, your, um, what is your vision for your, your personal training, your yoga, all of that? Oh, this is scary. I would love to coach people um, in personal training or like nutrition, yoga, whatever people honestly are interested in, or even if it's just like you know, getting a little healthier. I'm not into training for competitions or um, feeling like I have to have six pack abs or any of those things. Just want to help people feel and be healthier. Um, It's kind of, you know, where I want to go. I have a a little group of friends that are on Facebook with me that we kind of talk about these things. And yeah, I just... um, would like to help people help themselves, I guess. Yeah. And we talk, I think obviously this podcast started solely about mental health, but I think it's kind of evolved to talking about health in general um, because I realize that we don't need to single, we need to realize that mental, physical, spiritual health are all intertwined and it takes a holistic approach to get the better, get, get the most complete version of ourselves. And I think you were the one who helped me see that because health is super important. I know, and we both, obviously we live in rural America. We live in a, it's, it's a challenge sometimes to live healthy. It's not always. Yeah. We don't have access to all the things. Exactly. And yeah. like, for instance, the, the yoga studio I teach at is 30 minutes from where we live, and it's right. the closest yoga studio. So, yeah, it's definitely – there's some challenges for being rural. Also, um, I love that you talk about everything, you know, kind of being coming together. You definitely have to have an, a, a healthy approach to, you know, mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, all the well-beings. You know, they kind of all come together – and sometimes we're only working on one, and sometimes we're working on more than one. But as we work on all of them, it helps us as a whole. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, we have to jump off here because I think I have another podcast to jump on in just a few minutes. So where can people, what's the best way for people to find you online? That's hilarious. Um, my Instagram is at Carrie Meadows. K-E-R-I-M-E-D-O-W-S. Both of your names are often misspelled. Correct. (laughs) And then um, that's really it. I have a little Facebook group that if anybody's interested in just kind of being on there and being, you know, helping other people be accountable and, you know, maybe you being accountable, 
you can jump on there and that's just under my own personal Facebook under Eat Clean Move Often. Eat Clean Move Often. Just send her a me- send her a direct message on either Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. All right. Well, this was fun. Did you enjoy it? You I were did nervous. enjoy it. I was you were nervous at first, nervous. but you you warmed up to me and you did very well. <laughs> you did very well. I think Thanks. you should be. You think I should applauded. host my own podcast? I think you should. Yeah. Right. We already got all the equipment. <laughs> Not going to happen. As long as you don't get more downloads than I do. We, we don't need anything else to make a, make a competition. In. Oh, my gosh. All right. I love you. I love you. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Ag State of Mind. We hope this episode has encouraged you. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Ag State of Mind. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify so you never miss an episode. See you next week.